0: Welcome, Nate Army. Thank you for downloading and listening. hope everyone hit that subscribe button tonight. Really appreciate all the feedback and all the positive vibes coming from everybody. Had some great feedback to Episodes 4 and 5. Want to thank The Rev and Thorny for giving me some feedback on some things. I'm sorry, 5 and 6. See, I'm already screwing up tonight. That's all right. Tonight we are uncut, uncensored, unsponsored because we're going to go in a little bit different direction with some things. But I had a couple things on my mind I wanted to get to had a couple people ask me, so what is your podcast? What's it about? More than a couple people. I couldn't give it an accurate description until this morning in the shower. The Nate was uh, doing his morning meditation and he came to it. What this podcast is, is basically this. Everybody has a story. Everybody has something that they're passionate about. Uh, Maybe that they're an expert in. Something they just want to get off their chest. And the way we get through everything and the way we learn more about everybody is maybe by telling a joke about it, seeing how people react to it, Um, just talking about it to others, learning more about one another, you learn more about yourself. And it's great to have this platform to be able to do it. Um, I appreciate everyone listening everyone's positive feedback. But that's the way we're going to get through everything. Going to be some mean-spirited sarcasm coming people's way, but it's all positive. It's all good stuff. I appreciate everyone listening. Going to be a lot of good things coming up tonight. I have a very special guest that we're going to get to right now. Our guest needs no introduction at all, but I'm going to go ahead and give one anyways. She is the Duchess of Doom, the First Lady of Fisticuff, the former PFL champion. The fight game knows her just as shake and bake. What's shaking right now? Oh, you know, not too much, Matt. I appreciate
1: the introduction. Um... You know, I don't know if anybody else is catching some of these Stanley Cup finals, but uh, doing a little bit of that, excited
0: to talk about some fighting here. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to root for the city of Boston for the first time in my life tonight. I'm um, really I'm- sorry to hear that, and that made me
1: like you a little bit less, but I'll get
0: over it. Yeah, I didn't think that would even be possible, but that's all right. Um, So what we're going to talk about, obviously, is some fighting. There was a UFC 238 this weekend. Great card, top to bottom. Prelims were outstanding, had some good prospects on it. Uh Um, We're going to mainly be talking the main card, but this was uh, the best card top to bottom. Every few months they've got a great card like this, but this one was stacked on paper and it really delivered.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I have definitely seen some uh, snooze fests um, with the uh, with the amount of um, you know shows that they're putting on. But um, yeah, this uh, this one definitely didn't disappoint.
0: Absolutely, we're going to kick it off with probably the most talked about fight. Um, certainly, absolutely. the fight that I was looking most forward to. Uh, it didn't disappoint either. It went two rounds of just solid ass kicking back and forth. It was Cowboy versus El Kakui Tony Ferguson.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, and I was—I—I've uh, I, always been a huge cowboy fan. Um, you know, uh, our boy Tony Ferguson. Uh, you know, he's super unorthodox, like Cowboy said off the rip. So he knew what he was getting himself into. You know, and um, I knew it was I, I had a feeling that fight was definitely not going to go five rounds. Um, and uh, my prediction ended up being right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. I thought it. I actually thought Cowboy was going to win the fight. And the big reasoning why is. Um, when Tony went through his personal stuff with his wife a few months ago in March, court ordered him for psychiatric evaluations. I figured they would dope him up, and he just wouldn't. Ha- I mean, we've all seen fighters when they come out after some stuff. You know, it it's not the same guy. Um, but Tony, like always, put the pressure on. Cowboy didn't back up either. It was a great fight. Tony broke his nose probably three minutes into the first round, and at the end of the second, the reason the fight ended, um, Cowboy blew the kind of the blood clot that was forming in the broken nose, and his eye just blew up with air, and he couldn't open it anymore.
1: Yeah, no, you know, and that's, that's the scary thing about the style of Tony Ferguson is how he is unorthodox is by throwing these super – weird strikes that you it's it's hard to even replicate in training and you're not and in training you're not you just can't have people throwing spinning back elbows at you and stuff because that you can't you can't practice those kind of shots and so the the problem is in the cage you don't know you don't know when they're coming and he moves he doesn't move the same way everybody else does i i really like it i really like his footwork actually a lot um yeah and uh the, the unorthodox um, ended up getting him the uh, the win against Cowboy there you know Cowboy was on a pretty good run but um I didn't I just I didn't have a good feeling for Cowboy going in you know I wasn't too worried about Tony getting doped up these guys are some of the toughest dudes in the world they're not gonna let some doctors give them a bunch of drugs that are gonna you know uh, put them in jeopardy and you know they're getting tested and stuff too so I think they that you know those those doctors know that so. Um, and, and these guys are, are people who are who are locking themselves in a steel cage and fighting other people for a living. So not, uh, all of them could probably use psyche evals. You know, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I've been accused of being a little bit crazy myself at times.
0: So. No, I've never heard anyone say anything of the sort. I'm sure you haven't. No, not once. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I would have to imagine trying to prepare for Tony would be next to impossible. He throws everything, like you said, from a weird angle. Um, he's incredibly accurate, and those elbows of his are just—it's like watching a razor slice people. I thought Cowboy looked good, though. It was back and forth. I mean, I thought it was one round a piece. I thought Cowboy was actually winning the second round um, until about the last minute. So I guess I—I'm I, looking at it right now, and I did have it two rounds to nothing, Tony. Um, but it wasn't—it wasn't a steamroll two rounds. Well,
1: no, 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 and and here's the other thing too. That's with Cowboy fighting through a busted nose so he's not able to breathe right. yep, you know. Um, but that's the thing about those those strikes that Tony throws is that if he if and when he catches people, one yeah. shot um, ends your night a lot. I mean, how many times have we seen him just completely bust people up like that? And uh another thing about the guy is he can be so unorthodox and and so wild because he's got he's nasty on the ground. Yeah. And so people, people don't want any of that business down there so he can throw all this crazy stuff and roll around
0: and, yeah. and nobody's going
1: to do anything about it, you know.
0: He I mean, doesn't give a fuck if it goes no. to the ground. I mean, he is ready for it too. No, no. I I really really like his his it, style a lot. It's and, tough um, to not it's tough to not. I mean, he seems like a f- I'm gonna say it, uh, a weirdo. I mean, he like I don't think I'd want to hang out and go to dinner with him more than once to like pick his brain. But um, he's a great. Do you know when the last time he lost a fight was? I'm gonna give you a quick quiz. Just think about it.
1: The last time Tony Ferguson lost a fight, shit, man. Um, Would it? I would. I would think it was not 2017 or earlier.
0: Uh twenty May of twenty twelve, Barack Obama had yet to be elected for his second term. Damn. I was still in my twenties. Um and uh no, no, that's how we know
1: it's a long time ago.
0: Exactly. Um exactly. And you were still getting punched in the face on a regular basis, willingly. Y-
1: yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> You're like, sign me up.
1: Man, I um Absolutely. I, after after the first time I ever went to a gym, I uh, I fell in love. I knew that uh, I knew I was going to be doing that for a while, and I wouldn't I wouldn't change a damn thing about it. Um, you know. But uh, the, you were talking about the ground game, you know. Cowboy is also pretty sick on yeah. the ground. I would have, I would have enjoyed to see that one maybe, maybe go to the ground a little bit, especially from Cowboy's perspective. Yeah, maybe being able to hold Tony down a little bit in that second round and crack him a little bit and just smother him would have uh, chilled him out a little bit and given Cowboy a time to uh, collect himself and so maybe get a submission, yep. and not, not get hit with one of those crazy strikes.
0: Yeah, Cowboy though. I mean, he just had an armbar submission not too long ago. I love Cowboy. I hope I hope he never gets too hurt, never gets his brains too scrambled, but that's a wild motherfucker and I love that guy.
1: I don't know. I don't know how much more, you know, that that y- You got to think this guy's he has more professional fights than anybody
0: so yeah i mean uh, these
1: getting hit in the head that much is not good
0: for you but you you know know, it's not but that kid thing (laughs) that he's talking about people really don't do go two ways on that like some people it puts you in perspective and it makes you not want to be crazy anymore. some people yeah. it just like lights this fire in them and they just want to experience everything and, and cowboy does, does that anyways but this kid has given him like a focus you know and that's what some people do like some people go on to greatness in a career or writing or whatever the fuck um, just because of that inspiration from a kid so it's he's focused and I'm looking I want to see him in uh, Justin Gaethje next.
1: Man, that would be beautiful. But I actually seen something about Gus Justin Gaethje wanted to uh, get uh, Tony Ferguson next.
0: But man, if they don't give Tony a title shot, come on.
1: And, and you know, if, and Tony and Khabib, we've been through this almost a few times.
0: right? Yeah, don't I don't. I hope Poirier just luckily starches Khabib because if Khabib gets a hold of him, we know what's going to happen. Um, but. I would just love to, I, I don't even want to see the buildup for it because we know that we're just gonna be broken-hearted again
1: yep yep And you know and I don't I don't know if I can take a broken heart again Matt
0: no not after that now Valentine speaking of a heartbreaker um, Jessica I was I it was so easy to root for her you know the story of, of dealing with childhood abuse all that other stuff and she's just someone that, that keeps building and building and building it was easy to root for but Valentina shut that stuff right down.
1: Yeah 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 you know that's the problem a little bit and, and, and shout out to Valentina by the way. I mean she has just looked amazing in the last you know three times that she's been in there since so she took out Joanna but uh,
0: you know what and her fights before that weren't she was in the pocket the whole time. She since she came to the UFC, she's been outstanding to watch.
1: Yeah, you know, um, and I was concerned. So I, I, you know, Jessica is super easy to root for for sure. But I was concerned going into this fight stylistically for her because yeah. she is kind of flat-footed. She doesn't. Um, she has that more like of a boxing type of style. The way she carries her striking, and 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 I personally, we train more of like a karate style or light like on your feet, like a kickboxing style, like Valentina, and these boxers. They kind of they, they move a little bit slower and they're easy to get the angles on and um, they they don't move out of the way as quickly because they're they're on their heels a little bit more they're a little more flat footed and um, that ended up costing her because when you're when you're in that karate style it's very easy to just move out of the way out of a head kick you, you blocking trying to block head kicks is not a recommended technique for yeah people, you know because even when they do hit your arms if you're close enough to your head if that thing even glances you could be in a not cool spot so um and and she
0: uh well, she and, caught that shit with her forehead
1: oh man and she, the, she, the, she got she got decapitated you know that was uh that that one was that one was like not you almost felt bad for
0: her you know um, yeah Ooh. and she you know i don't like you said you know who's who's next for for
1: valentina you know uh karate hottie wanted her like you said but um
0: Karate Hottie is too small for her. Karate Hottie is, you know, she, people forget she used to fight at 105. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I ju- I, th- and I think the way that Joanna just kind of gets big timed by Valentina at 125. Uh, the fight, the, we've got some breaking news though here on the Mean Spirit at MMA Hour. We've got, um, it's not official yet but it sounds like Liz girl Rilla Carmouche um, people will remember her as the girl that fought Ronda Rousey in her UFC debut. Liz Carmouche is gonna get the shot at 125 next.
1: So that um, you know I, I was I was looking at the rankings before I uh, hopped on here and I, I saw her there and I was like wow. I
0: haven't heard her name in a while. Yeah, I, I thought she was like an instructor somewhere. I mean, she's a veteran. She's an awesome human being. Um, uh, good for her. Great for her. It makes you feel good. It's like a Tiger winning a major again. Yeah,
1: you know. But in terms of uh, you know, I think that's without
0: the Perkins waitresses. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't. You know, I don't know how that's gonna go for her. I haven't seen her fight in a really long time. You know, so um, that'll be. Uh, It'll be interesting to say the least, but there's actually somebody creeping outside on the women's one hundred and twenty-five who is uh, trained with some folks here in Michigan. Who um, she's two zero in the UFC. She thinks she's ranked like eleventh right now. Her name is Andrea KGB Lee.
0: Yes, yes, and she's got a really compelling story too. Yes. Um they ju- they ju- uh, people that don't know, look it up. Andrea KGB Lee husband. Um, I don't know if you knew him well or not. I, from what I read, he's a scumbag. I've never met him, um, but you know you if you've got a Nazi tattoo in 2019, that ranks right up there with having a Confederate flag sticker. Like unless you are actually on the Confederate side of the war, go fuck yourself. in um, the same thing with the Nazi tattoo, unless like you were on the Nazi side, which in which case go fuck yourself too. Um, but come on with the Nazi tattoos, don't be an asshole.
1: No, yeah, I mean, like that guy. I, 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 I've never, um, I, you know, I, I've read the story and kept up on the stuff, but uh, luckily, never, um, never had interacted with uh, him or her. But I know so. We used to train in, the, you know, one of the bigger professional MMA gyms here in Michigan is Scorpion Fighting Systems out of Howell. Uh-huh. And they had, uh, I don't remember know if you remember on the uh, Ultimate Fighter in a few UFC fights, Amanda Bobby Cooper. Yep. Um, she was out of there, and I know that they had trained with uh, Andrea Lee a few times, as well as uh, another professional fighter here in Michigan, Kaylee Cutler. Mm-hmm. Um and so I know that, you know, they, they spoke very highly of Andrea and their team, Karate Mafia, down there. I think they train out of, like, Louisiana. But she's got a good story. She's 2-0 in the UFC, and uh, she, she, she's she got some pretty heavy hands and is good with the striking, too. So I, I like all, these, uh, the, all the karate styles coming up in this women's 125 class. It should make for some good fights.
0: She's got a heavy hand, and she throws that lead jab um, really well. She does a double jab that I really like. Uh, I think any fighter... Um, when you're looking at something like that, the double jab can be so effective um, in creating space and, and just letting your gate your range, but and, that, and she does it well.
1: The, the double jab is, is like, uh, it's a setup punch for anything, whether it's a sure. takedown, a right hand, a side kick for, for those karate folks. Um, it's, it's useful for a lot of different things, just testing out your range, but... Um, I'm, I'm excited to see her try to make her way up the rankings here, and uh, we'll see how the end of the year ends up playing out for, for that division.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about it. And also, too, you have Kaylin Chikugian, too. I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing her and Andrea Lee next, and then the, the winner fights, yeah. uh, Valentina versus Liz. But Liz is, Liz is a great story. Um, she was, I believe, in the Marine Corps. Um, but, again, a veteran, decorated veteran, fought for the country. She's an easy-to-root-for person, making a comeback, a career resurgence.
1: Man, that's, uh, you know, we, we used to say, though, something that scares me about that fight is that almost sounds like the lamb's being brought to sleep Yeah, Valentina. She's not even taking, I mean, hopefully she's getting a fight in before that. I don't know, you know, but uh, that, that one's, uh, I like her a lot, but it's scar- a little scary for me.
0: I I'll be honest. And as far as women's MMA goes, it evolves so quickly, and the women learn. Uh, are, it's come leaps and bounds. They always put on very entertaining fights. Um, people that say it's not entertaining or whatever are the same people that you know do the women aren't funny thing probably. Which you know again, you women aren't funny, but that's not your fault. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Don't anyone at me with that. Women are funny too. Some of them. Um, but this shit with that—it's these fights are always exciting. There's a lot of things that can be done in the women's division. Valentina is a great striker, but it with the evolution, you look at Ronda Rousey was the baddest chick on the planet, and 16 months later. Nobody was talking about her at all, and the women's game moved past her. I don't believe that's going to obviously happen with Valentina because of her evolution, but these women evolve so quickly. I don't know that Valentina is going to run through everyone. What if um, Caitlin Chikugin gets a hold of her on the ground or something and goes for her neck? There's a lot that can happen, and those divisions just change so rapidly. Now, having said that, I don't see Amanda Nunez getting beat for forever, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. I guess blow that theory right out of the water.
1: No yeah and it's it's actually been really fun to watch women's MMA and just the sport of MMA evolve over the last 5 to 10 years and really go from something that was you know a wrestler versus a boxer or this kickboxer versus a jiu-jitsu guy where now if you aren't if you aren't efficient with everything you will get taken out you'll get exposed um, even in amateur MMA almost to this point um, you know it's, it, MMA has almost become its own kind of style and you know each gym has its preferences of, of how they kind Kind of do everything, but it's become its own sport. And but, you know, if the other thing to think about too is, like you said, women's MMA started, and they, they were, you know, Ronda Rousey was the king, but it had been around for like a couple of years. You know, a lot of these guys hadn't been training MMA for that long. So now, after they've gotten two or three years in, um, of course, it's and it's going to keep getting better. You know, I think um, I think that it's going to in the next. You know, five years or so, you really take off and and be and and they're going to have a lot more fighters too. I mean, you saw you see a lot of these girls' rankings, and they're coming to the UFC like four and three um, pro records. You know, yeah, and, uh, that's you know that I think that that's going to start changing with the with the amount of women fighters that are coming up, and uh, and I think that the more the more they have, the more competitive is going to get, and it'll be fun
0: to watch. I think what they can do with ESPN Plus too is. I think the Ultimate Fighter is a stale premise, to, and it, it, it was great for forever. But now, a lot of the talent that's out there and stuff has already been discovered. Um, is it, or there's so many different regional promotions now. There's ways to discover them that it's not just. On yeah. that show. Um, but I think that ESPN Plus could do things, you know, kind of like they do with these primetime and countdown episodes. And just little profiles on these people because they've all got really interesting stories. But you could make some superstars. ESPN Plus is going to be the platform for, you know, every sport that's not the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball for them. So I really see them building that. And they could do a lot, though, with that
1: um, yeah, platform no, I,
0: for, to build these I, characters.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I really enjoyed, uh, and I wish it would have been, you know, uh, not just on Fight Pass, but that uh, Contender series was, yeah. was really cool. Um, I, I enjoyed watching that a lot. It was just a lot of, of pure fights, you know, that uh, I forget who the, the kid who came out, the, the Irish kid, Sean. Um,
0: um, Sean O'Malley.
1: Yeah, Sean O'Malley. He, uh, you know,
0: he was, he was really exciting and a good find. He's I a great character, one. too. He's, gonna, he's a star.
1: You know that's that's one of the things that I think um, a, a lot of fighters miss out on. You know, is you know, don't get me wrong, I love a good uh, a good character. Or, I mean, a good guy, but like yeah, people always are more um, compelled by the bad guy. Just look like at McGregor, the Diaz brothers, and all those guys. They sell tickets. Absolutely. And I think I think more of these, a lot more of these fighters would make money if they picked up on the entertainment part. Not maybe not as much, but. You know a little bit. You
0: know. I think the biggest thing that they miss because you see a guy like um, Colby Covington yeah. try to do it, but there's something super unlikable about him, anyways. And on top of that, he's trying really hard. Whereas the Diaz brothers and Connor, they've all got a natural charisma. I uh, apologize for the dog barking. You guys all know I live in the hood, so he he tries to keep it keep it locked down here at the BMF Podcast Studios. But um. It's crazy to me though because Connor's got charisma. The Diaz brothers, I've always thought had a certain charisma. Everyone else has caught on over the last five and six years. Um, but those, they've got a charisma, whereas they're dicks, but you really like them. A guy like Colby just makes me want to get his face smashed in, but not necessarily pay for it.
1: Yeah, you know, but um but, but we're talking about him, right?
0: Yeah, that's true. Yep.
1: So so whether whether people are watching you or talking about you cuz they like you or hate you, at the end of the day, especially in fighting, no publicity is bad publicity. Look at our boy yep. John Jones.
0: Oh. Now listen, there's certain people that are just put on this earth to be Bad dudes, and I don't mean bad human beings. I mean, if this was 300 years ago, we would all be chained up in John's backyard and just hope that he didn't choose that day to beat the shit out of us or fuck us. And that would be like, that would be our job each day because that dude is put on the planet to beat the hell out of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that there's almost no doubt that he's
0: probably the best pound-for-pound pound fighter of all time. But he, he needs is. to be a wild. I like this John Jones that's a little bit cocky, that's talking shit to his opponents about stuff. You know he's getting drunk two or three nights a week. He's still smoking a ton of weed. I like this wild John. I like wild... I've got a, I've, I'm have got hearing some rumblings of stories that there's a lot of partying going on still with John Jones. It's not all squeaky clean. It's definitely down, but it's not all squeaky clean. And that's good because he's a bad motherfucker when he's out having a good time i apologize for that use of the f word but there's nothing else you can say about john jones except he is a wild mf'er.
1: yeah well you know like this is one of the things where he's just so much more athletic than these guys at his weight class you know he's fighting he's fighting his weight class with the skill you know with the skill of somebody who's fighting at 135 absolutely and and these big guys you know um they're, they're so big that when you can take somebody out with one punch, you don't got to be as good on the ground. You don't got to be as efficient with everything. So, John Jones is, is is as efficient with all that, and it's with the power of those big guys. And so, I don't think that, you know, unless he fights till, he, like, just way past his prime or something, I don't think we'll ever see anybody beat him. You know, I, I almost feel bad for DC. Like, I, I give him props for fighting them that many times.
0: Because, yeah. You yeah. know, that's
1: just you know dc like lives in breeze that shit and john's out there getting drunk 3 nights a week and like i've heard that for you know his training like dude goes in and hits the bag a little bit maybe gets in the light round and like you know shadow boxes and then he's on you know
0: yeah he's he's a dude like if they could have kept tyson crazy <laughs> as hell but kept him away from Robin givens tyson could have been like that because he just the, the way he moved and his the you couldn't get to him even with a jab. He you couldn't hit him. And with John Jones, he keeps such a range. I mean, Gustafson hit him in their fight, but who else has really got That's to the, John at all? You know, nobody. And, and he's just so phenomenal. He needs to keep being wild. I don't see him getting dethroned. I see him walking through Santos in early July. Yep. I don't – that's not I, – I mean, Santos is strong as hell, and everyone's got a puncher's chance, but I just don't see him – John's not going to let him get close enough. He's going to, you know, do no, that knee gonna kick. Just,
1: yeah, he's going he's to hit him with that side kick a little bit above the knee, that oblique kick, I believe. Yep, and yep. Um, and he's just going to pick him apart. He's too long. He's too long. Now, you know, if Santos does – like you said, everybody, everybody's got two hands and a jaw at the end of the day, but um, – you know, if Santos finds a way inside and gets lucky, that, would just, that sure is how it would make things a lot more interesting.
0: Um, It'd it uh, it, it put MMA on its head. It'd be oh, crazy. Man. That
1: would sure be crazy.
0: You know you know, William Morris is just praying that Santos hits him with the hammer of Thor. <laughs> um, the, the last fight we'll talk about, and, and we'll wrap it up for this one, but Henry Cejudo. Versus Marlon Moreas. And a lot of people don't know Marlon Moreas, but he's been kicking ass at 135 for like six yes. years. And he's fought, as we've seen recently with uh, UFC guys that have gone over um, to 1FC overseas, there's some bad dudes over there. Um, and Cejudo was getting beat in the first round, made some corrections, and came back and took control of the fight and ultimately got the stoppage. And Suhudo may be the greatest combat athlete of all. He's, he's being a huge dork about it and he's coming off really likable. He might be the greatest combat athlete ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you as know, far
0: as you deco- know. as far as decorations go. Yeah, you
1: know, um, the, I, I I am I was just like such a huge Mighty Mouse fan. And, um, like he just, you know, we used to call that when you got, when somebody like just beats you with that old school wrestling like that, like he just beat him with the low road, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to take the low road, but man, it was, um, at this point it's really hard to argue, you know? And, but this, you know, he, the way he took out Mighty Mouse and the Dillashaw thing you know, he just kind of like weirdly clipped him. Oh, some of these fights haven't just been like where he just like mowed people, you know. Um, yeah. But but at the same time, he's getting the Ws, and I can't hate on
0: that. Um, well, he he knocked out Mighty Mouse. He starched TJ, and he just stopped Morias as well. Like he yeah. is, he's had a three fight string there. Where when we go back and look at things a few years from now, we're going to say, "Wow, he fought three killers in a row." looked impressed, got through all of them, didn't go the distance with any of them, stopped all of them, and did it, and did you see the x-rays of his ankle and and the pictures of his ankle after the fight? Because he was in a full ankle wrap. Really? Yeah, it it was swollen like a senator's wife. (laughs) Ew.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's tough to argue. Like I said, I'm a huge Mighty Mouse fan. Me too. That one one hurts me a little bit still, but... um, but yeah, he's uh, he's special, man. Um, and that 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 wrestling background it makes him not not have to give a shit really about you know um, how how he does everything else because he's not getting taken down. You know?
0: His sto- his story with wrestling was awesome, and obviously, two thousand eight gold medalist. Um, he didn't wrestle. He didn't come from a college wrestling background. He went to Grand Canyon University. Um, he came into the Olympics basically cold uh, at the Olympic trials. Won the trials. Um, in his weight class Went to the Olympics Got the gold medal um, And they, he didn't buzz saw anybody um, They were like uh, Low scoring matches 3-2 to 2-1 two, 1-0 two to one, one um, He didn't make the team in 2012 It was, it was the, A lot of people thought He was done When he said that he was going to MMA And he's obviously not he, When he lost to Mighty Mouse um, Everyone said Okay that's finally it Because he was undisciplined at first Missed weight in a few fights But wow the last two years are, are the Henry Sahudo area. Uh, I'm sorry, era at 125 and 135. Can well, he defend you know, them both at both weight classes? Do you think?
1: Ooh, you know, we haven't seen anybody able to do that. I think it's just too much, you know, too too much ground to cover. Um, you know, but who's really who's really next at 135? You know. Garbrand yeah. got taken out by that kid who got beat by Aljamain Sterling on the undercard. Yep. Um. You know he, he hasn't looked. I, I think it. You know his chin really concerns me. Um. But uh, you know I don't know who's next for him at one thirty five. But that is a super deep weight class. So I think that there'll definitely be people who challenge him. But uh, you know, and then in, in one twenty five. You know, if, if I was if I was him personally, you know, I think that. Going forward, the future of MMA, that weight cutting will will not be um, as you won't have guys cutting 20, 30 pounds of water weight.
0: No, know, I, like I, I think we're already seeing the effects of less weight cutting and how guys are performing. I think they're performing much better. Um, oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I've got two names for you at 135. Uh, one is Algemon Sterling. I think he might get the next shot. Uh, really? He's, I think, yeah,
1: he's like number three, yeah.
0: I could see him getting the next shot. But the guy who might be the dude at 135 that could give Henry a great fight um, is Petr Jan, is how you say it. I yes. thought it was Peter. That guy, um, if anyone doesn't know, I believe he's um, Bulgarian or Belarusian. I forget, but he's an uh, Eastern Bloc wrestler, but he also um, started boxing at a young age as well. He's got oh, yeah. great hands, great footwork. And he Super he mowed through Jimmy Rivera, who's a tough, tough dude at one thirty-five.
1: I mean, he's taken out. He's taken out a few tough guys. And um, he the the thing about all these Russian guys is, you talk about the evolution of MMA. I think they've kind of been at the forefront of it um, in terms of finding a way to combine all these different things in a way that is smooth and effective, and they don't take a lot of damage. Um, which is which is huge, you know, and allows you to have a nice long career. It's great watching fights like you know Cowboy and Tony Ferguson, but in terms of like you know the the length of your career, you can't have a lot of fights like that. Or if you do, no. you know, you're gonna you're not gonna be very happy with yourself very long after MMA.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so well, like, I mean, they, they, as much as it sucks, let's be honest. Like, if ten years after he's done fighting, if we were to read like cowboy died in a parachuting accident or something like that like as sad as we would be like that's the way he wants to go out you know so c- well, i don't
1: know maybe not so much anymore well yeah him. now with the kid
0: see the kid changes everything you can't be as much of a wild motherfucker
1: no of course not you of can. course not you you're not just responsible for yourself anymore and that's tough enough to figure out blues up to nothing by the
0: way oh you um, know what it might be a party in st louis It might be a party in St. Louis. What else is there to do in St. Louis? Oh,
1: man. We're in Missouri? I'm sure
0: there's not much else, buddy. No, no, nothing at all. Well, Nikki, we're (laughs) going to wrap this up. I really appreciate you coming on and taking the time with me. Um, We're going to talk a lot more. Nikki's going to be on a lot more times. A lot of good stuff to talk about. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. You
0: have a uh, great evening, and uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, being on again. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right, guys. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this one. Um, Rate it, if you can, on iTunes, SoundCloud. SoundCloud? Wow, I can't talk tonight. Um, But anyway, at the end of this one, I think I'm going to try to get on the Google Play apps as well for um, downloading this as well. For people, so that'll get me some more. I really appreciate everyone's support though. Uh, about to hit the 5,000 download mark when we send this one out, so I appreciate everyone. Have a great night and go, Warriors.